You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Our number two fantasy football frenzy right here, FNTSY Radio. Coming up in a few minutes, we go YouTube Live. Make sure the goon squad, don't act like that. Don't get brand new. We still here. Don't, 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 don't use us and then roll out on us. We don't want no action like that. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Coming up this hour, we'll go through the tight ends and uh, we'll let you know what tight ends did what, who finishes the tight end one, and... Uh, I guess we go PPR. Let me go standard. Oh, we try to do both. Try to knock out both. So there you go right there. I'll throw a teaser out there. Eric Ebron was the number one tight end in the fantasy playoffs. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything more amazing than Eric Ebron <laughs> rising from the ashes in weeks 14, 15. People are going to win fantasy football championships and thank Eric Ebron. And I'm like... It's like, say, if you fell asleep in, like, October and woke up now, and you're like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? Why is it? Why is he winning chips with Eric Ebron? I would be like, it's on my team. When, when did you pick him back up? Because you can't tell me you stashed him. When did you pick him back up? No, I actually dropped Jack Doyle for him this week. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. to go against Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Ebron's getting rings, Matt Medica. You got him anywhere hey, getting talk, rings? Talk early. Larry Fitzgerald and Eric Ebron took me to a title. Wow. No, if I, if I had early. him anyway, he was on my draft champion team. Yeah. But at, at that point, I did draft him in the New York Super. Him and who's the stitch it, guy? It's up in my mind. Oh, you're talking about um, Dale? Or Corby Fleener? Corby Fleener. Those were two major disappointments. I was hoping Corey, I actually, I was hoping I, I actually started Ebron over Jimmy Graham in my home league. Oh, wow. That was a bold faced, call right there. Uh, it yeah, worked, I, I faced, though. I faced Gurley, so it didn't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that doesn't make a difference. You could have started uh, Kevin Kellen Winslow. Well, here's the crazy thing. <laughs> Speaking of which, if I would have benched Brady and Golden Tate for Bilal Powell and Blake Bortles, I actually would have had a chance at winning. See, the Blake Bortles, yeah, we wasn't going to bench Brady for Blake Bortles, though. And then the Bilal Powell thing, man, Bilal I mean, you Powell. Can't try. You can't. Yeah. I knew Tate was going to be disappointing, but I was going to bench him for Powell. Yo, speaking of Bilal Powell, man, is Bilal Powell ever going to be a thing again for fantasy? I'm, I'm done with Bilal Powell. No. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Uh, look, he's he's had a couple of big runs, a couple of big touchdowns this year. Uh, I believe this past week it was about like 58-yarder or something like that. But I know a lot of people were thinking he'd be like that six-round guy that could pop for them in the, in, in the PPR. Thankfully, I had like maybe one or two shares of him. Yeah, good for you. I was taking him in that fifth-round range, something in that sixth-round range. Uh, I can't even think what other back I was going for there. But mainly I did, what I did notice, I did have a lot of uh, Bilal Powell. And a Tevin lot of, Coleman? Yeah, Tevin Coleman. That was my guy. Tevin Coleman. Thanks a lot. I did have a lot of Bilal Powell in my draft champions. Not so much. Oh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman got it done. When we go, when we no, go over we the running, when we look at running backs in PPR, Tevin Coleman is going to be top. This is a guess. He'll be top 24. See, I, I think here's the difference. I think like in the in the – in the high stakes leagues and stuff, people try and get that one back and they want that pass catching back that can pop like the Tevin Coleman type. So you get like a Derrick Henry hoping that he gets that job midseason. Yep. He had his moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to get the running backs today. We say that for the ball. We got to make these segments stretch now. <laughs> Unless we be talking about starting people in week 17. Coming up, tight ends right here. And we go YouTube Live right here on The Frenzy. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Frenzy FNTSY Radio. Come inside Studio 34 with us. We got the goons up. Let me go ahead and hit refresh so I can hop in there with y'all. Probably only 12 of y'all in there. You know how they like to use us. And the season's over. So we are discussing. Oh, we got to talk about the injuries too. Because I told him we was going to talk about the injuries. <laughs> make sure we get to that before it's over. Yeah, and like when I mentioned to you previously, like what would. DeAndre Hopkins' numbers been with a healthy Watson. Wow. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins would have went crazy. I'm, I can't wait to get back to go to DeAndre Hopkins next season in my fantasy football drafts. My guy D-Hop, pound for pound. So, um, what are we doing? I just heard something oh, fall. Well, we talked about Tevin Coleman. Oh, yeah. Well, let's touch on the, uh, Coleman right quick. I, want, I thought I, we were saving running backs. I wanted to save the running backs. <laughs> He was he was all be twenty one in the PPR though, so we'll, we'll discuss Tevin Coleman. Cause I'm looking right here. Buck Allen was all be twenty, and I remember earlier in the season, I said that Buck Allen might be the waiver wire pickup of the year, mm-hmm. and then and Billy Hayes lost his mind on Twitter, and I was like, it's dude, dude, relax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I thought so too at one point. It really looked like he Buck had Allen that was balling. Yeah, Woodhead was gone. This Alex Collins was getting just a couple of carries a game, even though he was running for like seven yards carry. <laughs> he was only like a handful of them. Yeah. So, I mean, at one point it did. If you had Buck Allen for like a month or so, six weeks, you did well. Yeah. Um, so, Travis Kelsey comes in as the season as tight end number one. Is that correct? Wow, look at that. Travis Kelsey comes in tight end number one on the season, averaging 15 points a game in the PPR. Tight end number two on the season is Rob Gronkowski. You know where Gronk is. He's actually played just about a full complement of games this year. Tight end number three is where it starts to get interesting. Matt Medica, tight end number three on the year, is one Mr. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was going in that seventh and eighth round range. I was saying that price tag for me is a little bit too high for a tight end because I didn't know how consistent Mr. Wentz would be. But listen, Zach Ertz and, and Carson wanna, Wentz, they got it done. You want to who? Nailed it on Zach Ertz. That's EY. Before, yeah, before everything, he was saying he had him as his number four tight end of the year, and I was like, "That's a little. That's a little much." But he was right on. Uh, he was right on point with that. I had him at six. I wasn't that far behind. Wow. I I, I forgot. No, I didn't have him. I know. I think I had him right outside the top but five. Yeah, EY, EY was all over him from day one. I'm not sure about Eric Young. Yeah, I mean, look, Gronk's going to be back in that, you know, end of that first round range, early second round at the latest. I'm not going to be taking Gronk. I can fully disclose that now. Well, I mean, well, we got arms reaching in there. What's going on Oh, over that's here? Kennedy. That's Kennedy. My daughter's up here today. So, oh, okay. oh. So oh, they can't see the, her whole profile. <laughs> no, I just, I just saw, saw like really a, getting fixed. <laughs> they saw like a little arm. Yeah, so there you go right there. Um, Titan, Titan foot. 
this is one where I was wrong. And I don't want to say I was wrong, but I didn't see this tight end fall from Evan Ingram. I really did not. Some of this has to do with Odell's injury. I thought O.J. Howard would have a better year than him as a rookie tight end. I didn't think he'd have, I, I thought he would have a productive year. No way did I think he'd be a, a top five. Top five tight end. Evan Ingram comes in as tight end four in the PPR, averaging about 11 points a week. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Jake, your guy from the New York Giants, they got a piece right here. That they, going, they got a good tight end that they can move forward and build with once they you know, get a coach, a quarterback, a GM. At least they have a tight end. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, look, it's true. It's, he's the first rookie tight end to finish as a tight end once it's Rob Gronkowski. I tweeted that out last week, and I also said, unfortunately, because of the injury, he's not going to get there now. But heading into last week's game, he was only 160 yards off of breaking uh, Keith Jackson's Super Bowl era record of 869 yards as a rookie tight end. He, nobody's going to catch Dicka, but that was pre-Super Bowl. But he was a he had a chance to take down Keith Jackson. Interesting. I remember Keith Jackson. He was a hell of a ball player. No, he Keith was. Jackson. He was. He played on some good teams. He too. was a hell of a ball player. The broadcast was pretty damn good too. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Is, is he still is he still alive? I'm not sure. All right, well, let's not speak on him. <laughs> we, don't I don't think to, so, but. we don't want to answer to that question. Let's not speak on him. I know Mr. Sussman would know, though. So somebody will tell me in my ear. Tight end five on a year was Delaney Walker. Um, I had Delaney Walker in the GST. Delaney Walker, listen. He no kept, respect. Yeah, no respect, Jake. He keep getting it done. He'd be going in the eighth, ninth round of drafts, and he just sit up there. I always worried he gonna get hurt, and I thought that the younger generation, the Corey Davises, the Rashad Matthews, were going to be more in tune with Marcus Mariota this year. If he would, if he would have caught maybe like you know another three or four touchdowns, he dropped probably about three or four at least. He might have been ten and three on the year. And he always looked banged, like he's going to be banged up and miss, and miss time. But, but I believe he's played. He's played. And in, he had a run. It's like double digit games for like six straight games. It's like he's just always putting up points every single week. Even in his worst weeks, it was like six or seven fantasy points. Shout out to Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. I would never. I mean, he just keep getting it done. How old is Delaney Walker? Hold on, let me look at. Let me click on this thing right here. How old is Delaney? Thirty-one, thirty-two. So he's not. He's not bad. That's not bad at all. I thought it was a little, but yeah, probably about that. This son of a gun got seventy one. Just turned thirty three. Just turned thirty three. This son of a gun got seventy one receptions. That's crazy. I would have you. I would have been if I would have guessed this morning. I'd have been like he got fifty five to sixty catches. He has seventy one receptions. Uh, and look, I I think he's a very good player and stuff. And it's all quarterbacks need that tight end. But I think next year it needs to be more Corey Davis, Matthews. He shouldn't be the number one option. Put it that way. I think that maybe you know it seems like Mariota is always just. If it's not right there, it's just go to Delaney Walker. I'm going to start doing this, Delaney. But then I'm going to go to him next year, and he's going to suck. You know how that goes. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. Tight end number like six. 34 next year. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's getting up there. Tight end number six is Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham the was. touchdown statue? The, he was catching a touchdown every single week. I was like, just throw it to him in the end zone. I don't even care, Russell. Throw it to him in the end zone. Let him get that touchdown. The thing is with Jimmy Graham, though, I think, I, I don't know if he's like ever going to be the Saints Jimmy Graham again, number no. one. And yeah, you said, Matt said no. He, <laughs> number, he can't really run like Exactly. Pass. He can't really. He's great in the end zone, but he can't run pass back. Yeah, exactly. He should be able to, like, Adapt. I don't know. I, I just know like this. In weeks one and two, right? Because I had Jimmy Graham a ton of places this year. Me and NFFC Hall of Famer Chris Vaccaro was on Jimmy Graham. In weeks one and two, 
In week one, he had three catches for eight yards. In week two, he had one catch for one yard. And I sat here on this very program and I said, I'm going to cut Jimmy Graham and pick up Luke Wilson. I was talked out of it. <laughs> Thankfully, I was talked out of it. I did talk you down. Thank you very much. Jimmy Graham, 10 touchdowns on the year, Jake, 54 receptions. I guess you're satisfied with how Jimmy Graham finished. No. No. <laughs> no. What do you have this look at what he did. The one catch. Yeah. <laughs> touchdown. Look at, look at what he did. He got a touchdown, but look at what he did the weeks before that. That's the problem. Zero. Zero point nine. He did have a nice... After that second week, he was on a tremendous run. It was all double digits. He was putting up some 20-point weeks. And at the end of the year, you know, kind of like Russell yeah. Wilson's production. And that zero point nine is, is actually a zero because that's the only PPR. One catch for negative one yards, and he gets almost the full point. Garbage. I'm around here, Kennedy. You, uh, you texting people now? They <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Now they're like, I don't see her. So there you go, right there. All right. So walk into the screen, and then this. Let's way. Let's get to the next guy. Yeah, let's get to the next guy. Then this way, everybody that you texting can see you. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Matt Medica, for getting me back on track. Kyle Rudolph, your right, boy, right, right. man. How about how about your boy, Kyle Rudolph, coming in as tight end seven on the year? Let me tell you something, son. I Eight do touchdowns. 56 receptions, 529 yards, eight touchdowns to Mr. Rudolph playing in that offense. Did you have a lot of Rudolph shears? I ha- I had some, yeah. I did have some. I didn't have as many as I think I wanted to end up with. But the th- I think the thing that held him back early on was they kept him in for a lot of pass blocking. And then as the season went on and they th- that line was gel- – the line was a lot better than people thought. They let him go out and then he- Keenum really liked him as a uh, red zone target. What do you think, Jake? Where did you have him ranked coming into the season, Kyle Rudolph? Eighth. Eighth. Where'd you you want my top ten? It's, it's not oh, sure. that let's, 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 let's listen to it. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk, Kelsey, Olsen was a miss. Reed mm-hmm. was a miss, obviously. Graham, Ertz, Eifert, Rudolph, Walker, Ebron. Okay. And Ebron, we'll get to Ebron in a little bit. Boy, I tell you, I would never think that Ebron, the way he started, I'd never think that he would get back. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. See, with me and with Kyle Rudolph, I stopped fooling with Kyle Rudolph because he was always supposed to be a thing. Remember when North Turner was there? North Turner loves the tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is going to be a thing. Rudolph, the red zone reindeer. The whole thing. I bought into it for like two, three years. He didn't do spit. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? And then when I moved away from him last year, he has that big year. Then he comes right back next year with another solid season for the Minnesota Vikings. I just worry about what's it going to be in Minnesota next year? Who's going to be the quarterback? That I don't know yet. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah, it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. With some, with some backup like Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That'd be the Eli, Eli Manning. The move, the move that saved the Minnesota Vikings season was not putting Teddy Bridgewater in. They what really about, wanted to. Okay, what about Sam Bradford's injury? Was that the move to save the season? I don't know. Bradford, he looks really good that week one. I don't think Sam Bradford laces him up no more. Yeah, I, think, I think he's done. I think he's popped. I think he's done. So we come back on the other side, continue to run through these some of these tight ends, may even get some other positions. Phone lines is open to 844-843-6879 right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio. Getting it done right here. Going through the tight end ones and PPR from 2017. Then we already got up to my guy Kyle Rudolph. So, that's a lot of fun. Get back to that. But right now we got somebody on the telephone line. So this is cool. I appreciate you calling us. Uh, the number is 844-843-6879. Telephone lines open. If you're playing fantasy football in week 17, that's your business now. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> we're going to figure out a way to get you covered the best way that we can. Um, I haven't even started looking into it yet. So by the time we get to Friday, I'll be ready to go. I'm in off-season mode. You're not shaved. I ain't got to do no TV in a couple, you know. I mean, I don't got to go downtown to the time building and do that stuff. So I'm just like chilling. That's it. But I will get something done, and we will have some Week 17 information for you before the week is over. If you're playing in Week 17, we're not just going to leave you stranded. Not going to do that. That would be whack. Rick is in Phoenix. What up, Rick? Hey, what's going on? Not much. How can we help you today? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I play in the season-long league, and, uh, you know, for any of those people that uh, get burnt in the playoffs, we found that uh, season-long is a lot more fair for us, but throwing that out there. Anyway, uh, repeat that again, Rick. Right, right, quick. I didn't hear what you said. Repeat that. Oh, we found that uh, you know our league's been around about thirty years. Yeah, and we found that playing season long, you know, seventeen weeks was a lot more fair than playoffs. Oh, so you play total points throughout seventeen weeks? Yeah, week long okay. matchup, total wins. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. So I got some questions for this week. I don't know if you guys know statuses of uh, guys that like Zach Ertz or, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nelson Aguilar. The Philadelphia those guys will be starting. The Philadelphia Eagles. Anybody hear any information, any of you two gentlemen hear any information on what the Philadelphia Eagles plan on doing this week? My guess would, after that performance on Sunday night, Foles would have to play. Because he stunk, but the the pieces, <laughs> the pieces around him though do they ha- do they have to play any, any information on that? Uh, Jake, Matt, anybody? Uh, I wouldn't expect much from Earth because he's been banged up. He can't mm-hmm. risk him. But this is why we don't play in Week Seventeen because we're speculating. We have no idea. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to start any, uh, the one guy I, I would want to start from the Eagles would be Trey Burton. <laughs> he's, he's the guy that, like yeah. Jake said, he's banged up. They love throwing to the tight end. So even if it's not even Foles and somebody else comes in. I'm going to assume that he's going to follow the same recipe of just throw the ball to the tight end. What about Nelson Aguilar? He's like a French guy. I figure he should be good to go too, right? You don't yeah. sit, I mean, sit look. whack dudes until like until they go Tory Smith and Matt Collins. Yeah. <laughs> it, look, it's Matt true. Collins, Tory yeah. Smith, a veteran. No, I, I yeah, would think Tory Smith means more to that team than, than Nelson Aguilar would. 
No, he doesn't. No, I, but I would think Matt Hol- uh, Hollins is, is a guy that if you were going to, you know, take a shot or flyer on somebody. Torrey Smith can play. I mean, they don't use him in that way. Torrey Smith is more important to the team than he is to fantasy owners. You're not buying not that. that. Important if they get Lozano Ray Aguilar, <laughs> <laughs> they're not buying that. Jeffrey Nobody. and Aguilar might get a half. I mean, they need some chemistry with Foles because they have to get Foles ready for the playoffs. But again, we're all speculating. What if they play the entire game? It wouldn't surprise me if they get out in the first quarter. It wouldn't surprise me. It's just you don't know. Yeah, why would you not play Nick Foles? I mean, pretty much at least into the fourth quarter. They should. So he needs reps. That was part of my. He's had he had five quarters coming into last week. And look, the Raiders' defense has played better. Sean Smith, the last couple of weeks, has been excellent. But there's no way this team should have been, yeah. you know. Doug probably Peterson. doesn't finish the game, but you're going to get enough from him. Yeah. It's just this is the problem you have to deal with, though. Doug Peterson, as a backup quarterback, he should understand this. So, oh, there goes that right there. 844 we got another phone call. 844-843-6879. Let's go up to Beantown and talk to my man, Anthony. Anthony, what's going on? Hey, nothing. How y'all guys doing, man? Chilling, Anthony. What's up with you? And I'm, I'm calling up to thank y'all, man, for the season. It's my first year tuning in to y'all. So, I mean, I made it to the finals, came up short, but um, I like what I'm getting from y'all, you know? No doubt. I'm sorry. Well, thank Definitely. you. Thank you for tuning thank in. I'm, I'm, uh, too bad you came up short. What happened? You went against Gurley, or, or what, 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 was, what led to your demise? Or did you have, like, uh, somebody let you down? I, I got a couple of people that let me down. I had Josh Gordon, Landry, mm. and Greg Olson. Yeah, the Landry thing was everybody, tough this everybody week. Everybody else was, yeah, everybody else double digits. And mm. I tell you what, that Jake Sealy all-in kid, that check the link, I think we just need to trust the link. That's it, huh? He's good. <laughs> just go with I it, I like huh? him. All right. Trust the link. All right, the, some of the things he was saying, like, right on point, man. That tweet out with Hunley, right on point. I'm He's good. I like him. Yeah, he's all right. (laughs) 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 But thanks, y'all. I mean, I'll still be tuned into the show, listening, calling up, checking up, man. Hope everybody has a good Christmas. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anthony, there you go right there. He lost in his finals, but he got there. That's That's the next T-shirt. Trust the link. I like that, too. Trust the link. You got to copyright that. I think we need a building bank accounts with the with the Monopoly guy and the Monopoly. Oh, that's not a bad guy. That's not a bad idea, too. Everybody's – we just got all kinds of things going on over here in Fantasy Football Frenzy. Odell Beckham doing the head spin. <laughs> that's probably the only move here, the only dance move he hasn't mastered yet. Uh, let's get back to these tight ends. Uh, Jake, Jack Doyle finishes at tight end eight. This right here, I think, is more of a product of Jacoby Brissett and Brissett uh, just having a – you know, a love affair with Jack Doyle, throwing him the ball, getting consistent targets. 76 receptions on the year, a little bit, 652 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, Jack Doyle, he got it done. I played him in a couple championships. I didn't, I didn't, uh, well, not a couple. I played him in my, on my team against um, Steve Gallo, and I got beat by 200. But other than that, I was solid season from Jack Doyle. I did not see this coming, to be honest with you. I thought it would be luck. T.Y., Dante Moncrief with Jack Doyle and Eric Swoop. Remember, we, was, we thought Eric Swoop was going to be a thing until he got hurt. No, we didn't I think it was going to be a thing. We mm-hmm. just, yeah, we were, just, we were joking around that people were going to be cursing his name because people were cursing Jack Doyle's name the year before with Wayne Allen and then cursing the year before with the Corby Fleener. So Swoop that's, that's what right. I'm, I'm just pissed I got, I got scared off of Doyle. I was in on Doyle. And was the luck thing scared you off? As, as you we got off? really close, remember I had to bet with you with Ebron yeah. and Doyle, mm-hmm. but then with the luck, I was like, you know what, we can't do it. 
And look, it turned out they well at that time they didn't, have, they didn't even have Jacoby Brissett. They didn't even and traded for him. Yeah, they had that stiff Scott Tolzien. But I still wouldn't, you know, I still would have been scared. But you know, he got the ball to his tight end. That's what you know, young quarterbacks should do, and it paid off. I, I, look, I, I thought Doyle, too much noise, man. I thought Doyle was had the opportunity to be good, and Dante Moncrief. Oof. Yeah, yikes, Dante Moncrief. This Andrew Luck thing, man. This Andrew Luck thing is, is he interesting. Coming back from Europe, <laughs> he's, 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 no, I think he did come back. Oh, did he? I think okay. he did come back. I think they. I think he did. I don't know. This Andrew Luck thing is. Uh, it looked pretty. Andrew Luck's gonna have another surgery probably in January, February, and, and I don't think they're gonna tell anybody. That's what I think is going to happen. Because I think the last I heard was when he went out there did that treatment. I think that did uh, ease some of the of the pain in the shoulder. Because they couldn't figure out. Because that's just some stuff I talked with Doctor A about. They couldn't figure out where that pain was coming back, coming from. The blood spinner should uh, ease up that pain. But when he gets back stateside, uh, we do be- not we, but the inside injuries people do see a situation where he could end up having another surgery for one Mister Andrew Luck. That's going to be one of the stories of the NFL offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. You, what, what would you think? How, how would you think that plays out, Jake? Because uh, Matt, you don't think he ever plays again, right? I don't think he ever plays for the Colts. For the Colts, yeah. What do you think, Jake? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Got to get Dr. A on here. You should stay yeah, at a Holiday Inn. I have no idea. <laughs> stay at a Holiday Inn. That's a good one, Matt. <laughs> he wake up and go do surgery on Andrew Luck elbow. I mean, shoulder. Uh, Jason Witten comes in as tight end nine. Jason Witten's on a championship team of mine. I rode Jason Witten on that team all year. Listen, not is really great. Is she going to come back? I think Jason Witten go continue. Jason, well, you got to drag Jason Witten <laughs> off the field. Sixty-one receptions, five hundred and forty-three yards, five touchdowns from one Mister Jason Witten, the quarterback. I mean, excuse me, the Hall of Fame tight end of the Dallas Cowboys comes in as tight end nine, tight end ten. My guy, make America braid again. Cameron Brait. If Cameron Brait would have had a full season of Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. I think Cameron Brait would have been a top five tight end. What do you think, Jake? Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> look, look! You can't ignore the you can't ignore the emergence of OJ Howard and the fact that Cameron Brait just fell off, and then the fact that I know Cameron Brait wasn't one hundred percent the past two weeks, but he had the tight end position to himself, and there was nothing there. I would have liked to have seen him though have, have that full season, not have that interrupted with uh, with, with homeboy. Yeah, with, or when uh, Fitzmagic came in, but you, you, look, OJ Howard was emerging. It was a shame that he got hurt in that game. I thought that Monday night was going to be the breakout game for OJ Howard. He got you ten points in you know first half of the first quarter, and that was it. He was in a walking boot. This is going to be an interesting situation right here. This tight. This tight end, not the tight end thing, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers particular. Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback of this team next year. He's got a lot of work to do in the offseason, Jameis Winston, though. I don't know what's going on right now. This thing with the Uber is, is, is screwing with him. Is it the situation with Cutter that's, that's messing with him? But he's a franchise quarterback in the making, so he's not going to go nowhere. I do think the head coach, Matt, might be expendable this year. I think, yeah, I think he's gone. I, I don't. But is it fair? He only had two years. Look, it's more of the you know we're Isn't in it a, not about being. You got to do it now. Yeah, you know the, you can't keep waiting. The GM got resigned though, so they re-upped him. Maybe he sticks with his guy, gives him one more. But if him and Jameis aren't seeing eye to eye, what I'm curious to see in drafts next year 
is where AJ Green, the Mike Evans type players, they slide early second mm-hmm. round, mid second round. And I mentioned it on the Black Book last night. I'm really excited about that. And it's like in fantasy baseball right now, if you have if you pick the end of the 15 teamer, that 15 to 20 range is such a really good players. You can get Chris Bryant and Manny Machado on the same team. You know, dominant players. So I, I think you're going to have good options. The same thing in football. Huh, interesting. Oh, those good players sliding that far in the baseball draft. That's interesting. We'll get some of that talk coming. <coughs> excuse me. Coming up over the course of the next couple of months, right here on the frenzy. We come back on the other side. I want to get the all ins take. All in kids take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What happened with them this year? We'll wrap up this tight end talk. It's the frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Thank you very much, Jillian. Oh, she responded. <laughs> they normally don't do that. Who are you talking about? Tight ends? Tight end 11. Oh, Jake, situation in Tampa Bay. Hard knocks. Uh, the, 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 the good end to last season. James playing well down the stretch. Hard knocks. Dubs his team on the rise. They bring in D-Jax. You get you, you bring in D Jacks. You already got the top one, a top player in Mike Evans. You have uh you draft a dynamic tight end, rookie tight end OJ Howard. You already got Bray in place, the pieces on offense. Besides the running back position, they, they, it looks amazing. When they had to buy in week one because of the hurricane, that's when something said, you know what, this is not gonna finish the way it is because this team got to play all the way through the season and this young team's not ready for that. Now ultimately that's not an excuse. These gentlemen are all professionals. But what the hell happened in Tampa, Jake? Uh, Jameis Winston took a step back just like Marcus Mariota took a step back, but then Jameis Winston also missed time. So it really comes down to that. Come back to the fact that Deshaun Jackson comes in and something that I argued for a lot at the beginning of the season is why I thought Mike Evans was a lower end wide receiver one and people were going to overdraft him from last year was the fact that Deshaun Jackson does what Mike Evans had just added to his repertoire last year was the fact that the 20-plus yard receptions. And so people didn't account for that loss factor. So you have Winston taking a step back. You have Mike Evans taking a step back. Deshaun Jackson honestly wasn't as big play wide receiver as he had been in the past. So you had that and then the injuries. It's just It was just a big cluster of everything going wrong at the same time. And the running back situation has continued to be miserable for this team. So, you know, get rid of Cotter, get rid of the, you know, redo the entire front or coaching staff and then come in and add a few more pieces. I think there'll be a nice rebound team next year. I think so, too. Running back is key, though. <laughs> Get rid of Doug Martin. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's going to solve it. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's the first thing you got to do. And I agree. Change the coach and, and all that stuff. The thing about Winston when he played was you'd, you'd watch the first half. And yeah. He had like five points. And then he finished the game with 300 yards and two or three touchdowns. So I, I think he's... I, I agree. This is a bounce back team. I think Winston bounced back. Uh, depending upon his draft price next year, I'm going to be interested. And you know, I I, I don't write p- 
players off, and I hate when people say that he, this guy's dead to me. I'm never drafted him again. Like my partner in Staten Island. You're good for you're good at that. I'm maybe I'm too emotional. I, I just I look at it as these are you got to look. I look at them and say like. I, maybe this is a little hard, but I try not to look at them as like people, but more like like stocks and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, or like commodities. If you yeah. want to be really like cold, but these are th- things you got to look. And well, I mean, we, how, we, can, we don't can, wish nothing bad on them. No, no, no. Yeah, look, yeah. I, look, I don't wish for injuries because if you do that, it's going to come right back to you and your team. And like, like you know, even sorry. practice, anybody can. Yeah, Corey, remember? Yeah. That. <laughs> you heard me say things. sorry, right? Yeah, <laughs> hey, um, is he a fr- is he a face of a franchise, Jameis Winston? I, I think he could be. I think you know. Look, that, this is, that hasn't been written yet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's year three. He missed time. They you, you want to use the week one, the Hurricanes unsettled the season, but he he. I, I do I do like the fact that he didn't make excuses. He's owned up for it. I need to. I didn't take that next step. You know, a lot of times you'll see these younger players try and blame whether it's the coach or somebody else. It's not them. He, you know, stood up there, said, it's me. I got to get better. I'm going to get better. So that's a positive thing. Huh. I, just, I worry about him, to be honest with you. But like I said, I think it's, I think the book is still out. I think it's too early. But it's got to be some – even if you don't, like, see the maturity on the field, the the the, the, the I don't know the Uber thing. I wasn't with him. But what year was this Uber thing? Was this going back from a year or two ago? But this, this Uber thing – was last was 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 it over the summer the Uber thing? I think the Uber thing might have happened over the summer or maybe it was last summer. Whatever the case yeah, but was. I told you the, the the prosecuting attorney was the same one that tried to come after him when he was at FSU. Oh, same same thing. Yeah. You be careful in Tallahassee. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tallahassee. Um It's an ambulance chase. He's trying to get his payday. Yeah, I can see that. I I can see that being fame, the case. Yeah, uh-huh. whores, they call some people. And then some, some, yeah, trying to get a, a judge. Trying to get his face on TV. Trying to get a judge show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those judge shows pay pretty good. No, them, you, 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 you damn right, them judge. I'm trying to get a judge show. I'd send everybody to jail, though. <laughs> I think you're guilty. <laughs> Yo, yeah, so we, the, that incident with him and Ronald Darby. The eating the W thing, well, that was foolish. The 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 quarterback on the sideline getting into the fight with Lattimore, I don't like that at all. And then the antics from this weekend didn't look good. So, but he's got to get it together. And, what, and Matt does say he does he lost his mind. own up and take full responsibility. Yeah, he did lose his mind this week. Um, so there you go. Eric Ebron comes in as tight in eleven. The way we talked about Eric Ebron in the preseason, you would have thought we'd been been past Eric Ebron as tight end one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you needed it the most, the last couple of weeks of the season, uh, the Detroit Lions, you know what? Forget Marvin Jones. Forget Golden Tate. You wanna, We're going to pepper Eric Ebron with targets. You want to Eric Ebron got for Christmas? He got a pair of hands. <laughs> Santa dropped off some hands for Eric Ebron. I mean, a season full of... Two and one and three and four catch games. All of a sudden, in week fifteen, excuse me, week fourteen turns into twenty receptions and two touchdowns. Jake, we waited for this and we didn't get it till week fourteen. And and he pushed himself right back into the tight end one mix. Shout out to Eric Ebron. Yeah, good, good ups. I, like I said, I want a title with him on my team. It's nice to have him there. He came full circle. Him, and C.J. Anderson. Yeah, beginning of the year, end of the year. We don't, we don't want to admit what happened in the middle, but it was nice at the beginning and the end. Lance Davis put in the chat that Winston's a part of the Groom Squad. <laughs> he was. He is honorary member of the Groom Squad, Jameis Winston. How about the next hey, Totally one? off the wall here, Corey. Did what you up? see what Popovich said last night? Uh, I saw some some tweets. About being 
giving out to the needy and stuff like that? Yeah. That was hilarious. So I, you saw it? I, wait a minute. Okay. Wait. Uh, I saw some replies. Well, I saw some memes with his exact quotes. He was saying kind of more, we make so much money if we didn't give back. He, oh, he, said, he said, because we're rich as hell and we don't need it all and other people need it, then you're an A if you don't give it. Pretty simple. So he's pretty much confirming Uh-oh. that <laughs> success has done more than charity could ever do. Hey, so I'm just, I don't want to call Donald texting me talking about get off this. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, listen. It, uh, I just think Popovich is funny. That's all. That's not what it was. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Greg Popovich. How the Spurs doing so far this year? They ain't still in the mix. That Western Conference is still the Golden State Warriors to me, but the Rockets do look like they're going to be tough this year. <laughs> James Harden's going off. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just annoyed that the, that the Bulls keep winning. That's Every all time I see that. one of these Bulls streaks, Jake, I think of you, and I be like, good. <laughs> I don't want the Bulls to get another It seems like hit. one man makes a difference for the Bulls. Uh, like eight and Chris two. Dunn. Yeah, eight and two with him and like three and 20 without him. So. That's pretty crazy. Chicago Bulls. Oh, man, I don't like the Chicago, The 90s Bulls fan, the Michael Jordan Bulls fan, I can't deal with that. That's like the worst thing in sports. If I was to do a Mount if we were to do a Mount Rushmore of the worst sports fans, 90s Chicago Bulls fans would be up there. The Michael Jordan Are Chicago Bulls fan. You, if he's a part of that yeah. group. <laughs> Jake, it may, I did not, why? not only that, he wouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore because he's a Met You're fan, just too. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> He's jealous. Worst fans in sports. The ni- Giants fan. The 90s, I can deal with Giants fans. The 90s Bulls fans, delusional. What do you guess, wait, 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 hold on. What do you got against 90s Bulls fans? Because they don't root for them no more. Okay, if you still root oh, for no, the Bulls. Oh, that's not true. That's if you, not true. If you still root for the Bulls, you get a pass. But if you were a Bulls fan in the 90s, no. And you're, and you're like, oh, no. right now you're just like, oh, I'm just a fan I, of the game. Okay. Oh, the, I'm just a fan of the game guy that got every Jordan that came out. <laughs> there was, so, th- yeah, there was Jordan fans, and then there's Bulls fans. Like, I'm a Bulls fan. I stuck through those miserable two seasons when he left, and I've stuck through them to this date. And I, like I said, you know this. I want them to rebuild, and I'm I kind of annoyed that they're doing yeah. good, and they're going to end up right back in the eighth seed. Watch. I got respect for Jake for that. My man Boogie is remained a Bulls fan. Crazy Hatches remained a Bulls fan. Every other Bulls fan I know is like, I'm a fan of the game Yo, right now. Corey, I had a dude I went to high school with that had, remember those starter jackets, the pullovers? Yeah. The polo, he had one of those where the white, he wore it every single day where the white started turning brown. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> never took the dang thing off. It was the nastiest thing ever. Yo! So, Corey, let me ask you. So, like, the Bulls fans that are a fan of the game now, are they, like, dub fans now? Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one, but it's different though because the team that played Madison Square Garden, come on now, nobody. But I guess you, your Met fans root, you know, Met fans stay, and that was the thing. As a matter of fact, oh, the Winter Classic is at City Field, right? That is correct. Yeah, so how about that? and Sabers. So yeah, I don't. Those... Look, I've been a Bill, I've been a Bills fan. That's the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that. Seventeen years without the playoffs. Mets thirty years without get, you know without winning a World Series. Thirty years plus and counting. So interesting. Who else worst fans in in Mount Rushmore? Duke. What do I have against Met fans? They're delusional. They think that they. Is 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 Jill talking on air or is this in my ear? I think that's the song. No, I'm on air. All right, you're, you're on air. All right, cool. Jill, Jill, Jillian. I'm what do, I, Met fans are delusional. Some, they think some of them are. They think, they think that their baseball team is like the it team in this city. 
It hasn't been. And they say, oh, well, in the 80s it was. In the 80s it, it was, though. Matt, it for was. two years. All right, hold on. Wait, Jill's a Mets <laughs> fan? I am a Mets fan. Jill's a Mets fan, a hardcore Mets fan. Let, 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 I'll find out how hardcore Mets fan. Are you, ba- are you banning the Mets from your fanmanship for right now like I am until they get rid of the Wilpons? Yes and no. I'm not going to boycott completely because, you know, I like going to games. It's what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, season tickets, all that. So I'm not going to boycott completely, but I'm not happy at all. Yeah, I, I'm not happy. I can't boycott them. Yeah. Full, full boycott. Hey. But, but Corey is wearing a very nice Met, Met outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else some of the worst fans in, in, in sports? I told you, Duke fans. Duke oh, fans yeah, Duke, Duke, yeah, Duke fans. fans. Duke fans are rough. Duke fans are rough. I can't deal with how, Duke fans How either. are Laker fans? How would you classify them when they're not winning? I never really was around too many Laker fans, as crazy as that may sound. I never, like, you know. Wasn't that wasn't my that wasn't my thing? It just was, you know, these Met fans, and then the, the '90s Bulls was a problem, and then um, you know, everybody says Dallas Cowboy fans are horrible people, but they that might just be haters. <laughs> they just know you. <laughs> Did we get through the tight ends? Tight end twelve. Uh, well, full disclosure team. was Hunter Henry. Oh, was it? I had Hunter Henry as tight end twelve. He'll be a top five next year. Tight end thirteen. Bigfoot, Jerry Cook, just outside tight end ones. <laughs> Unbelievable. We come back on the other side. We get ready to put a bro on the program. Send you off to the fantasy football best friends forever. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Hey, good job, Joe. Danny Oka's upstairs getting ready to put a bow on it. Yeah, sit down, sit down. I'm not on TV no more. Sit down. <laughs> Stand right here. How's everybody doing? Anything good coming on TV tonight? Worth, you know, sport? Die Hard 10 o'clock. Die Hard. <laughs> Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> and you're of the elk that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I do like to watch it around the house. It's, there's a Christmas party being taken place at Nakatomi Plaza. This is I, mean, true. No, I don't know who has a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that's beside the point. Jake, Christmas movie or not, Die Hard? No. no. It could happen on any other day of the year. The movie would still be the same. Because hmm. it's not like Santa Clausy and stuff like that. There's not. Yeah, machine guns at Christmas, those are always fun. <laughs> blood all over the place. That's usually where I get my red coloring from is blood. <laughs> but it's Christmas time. Matt, that's what you're it's saying? Christmas time. That's, that's Christmas. What I'm, but that's what I'm saying. It could have happened on Easter. Would it make it an Easter movie? But but it didn't. But it happened Christmas. There you go, right there. <laughs> I mean, I really don't care about the argument. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good. Movie. Rotten Tomatoes. It got a ninety-two. Oh, really? Back in the day, huh? Matt, what are you doing? Any, any uh, fantasy playoffs? You getting any involved? Yes. Uh, we usually we used to do it for thanks. Started on Thanksgiving, but we didn't this year. Uh, Andy happened to be in Disneyland with the family. Selfish guy. And, but we are going to do it. Uh, six months like Glenn Lowy, myself, John Bosch, who I think finished third or second in the primetime overall. Uh, we do the multiplier. 
we have a draft six guys mm-hmm. of the playoff teams. Now, who do you do this with? Andy Saxon, John Bosch, okay, Lowey, that, no, that whole crew right uh, there. Japan you do it on yourself. Yeah, we are. Andy usually has the draft uh, draft board going. Okay, and stuff. I did win it two years ago, so you know it was nice. It's like two fifty a guy. Okay, you it, if you win, you win a thousand. If you finish second, you just get your money back. You start. You, know, you, you start in that format. Do you start lineups or is it or is it best ball? Uh, I actually for the playoffs you have to start lineups. Okay, you got but you got to put your own lineup in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like that too, but I, I would I would rather do it best ball instead of setting a weekly lineup. Just go ahead and get the optimal score. And what kind of playoff leagues you do, Jake? I usually do the NFL multiplier. Yeah, and maybe like one other with just some people. I don't do the drafts. I don't like the draft ones. Yeah, I like the draft ones. I like the draft ones. I like the one and I, I can kind of get involved with cuts. I like to have action. <laughs> you yeah, know no, what I'm saying? I'll do some of the NFFC <laughs> with the multipliers where you can only pick a certain amount of places from each team yeah. and stuff like that. But it's, it's fun the other way, yeah, too. That's, I like one on one and dones, too. Yeah. Just trying to figure out you can only use this guy and then that's it. You're done. Your boy, uh, Michael Salfino, I think it's Michael Salfino, runs one every year. I think you pick a head coach, too, in that one. So that's Don't it. pick Andy Reid. No, <laughs> probably not the best idea to pick Andy Reid. I think you pick a coach like each round, though. Like you want a coach for each round. I think I think if, if the co- if you if the team wins, the coach gets like five points or something like that. That's an interesting concept, though. Yeah, the, uh, Salfino does it. It's a ton of people in it too, like DVR and all the Yahoo dudes and stuff like that. They have a pretty nice payout. I might I might hop yeah, into that joint this that's year. Kind of, we should we should have him in. We should have him in. Salfino? Yeah, why not? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you two going at it oh, like no, you do on Twitter. I, I like him. I like him. Yeah. yeah. We should do, we should do, uh, what's that, that's real popular, the real, the good show that come on ESPN with, um, pardon my interruption. We should do pardon my interruption with you and Salfino. <laughs> yeah, pardon the interruption with you and Salfino. <laughs> How would you like that, Matt? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> no, we've had him in studio before. Nah, he's cool, man. We talk, what was he talking about? The, the no bad quarterback theory. See, if you did that this year, you'd have missed out on D-Hop. Yeah, no, that's that's the that's the shame of it. But you, you do see what the bad quarterback can do to even like a Josh Gordon. Yeah. Like, as talented as he is. Yeah, that's true. Open. But it's also a lot of it's also hindsight bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, too, because you can't look back. But coming into the season, you wouldn't have thought but, that. Hold on. Bad quarterback, Blake Bortles was the playoff, yep. most points of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Keenan Cole was the number two wide receiver. That's crazy. The playoffs. All right. So I want to thank everybody for rocking with us today. Don't forget, come back 4 p.m. Eastern time on Target Fantasy Football. All the kids, J.C. Jake, y'all got anything planned for the day? Because it's, it's like no football, no fantasy football, at least. No, but we're still talking about what happened in week 16. We're talking about guys that showed up when it didn't matter and then the mm. ones that didn't show up when we needed yeah. to today. <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> fitting. You know what I'm saying? That's Thank you very much, Mr. Mr. Um, Brandon Cooks, <laughs> Eric Ebron, the whole crew. Had Eric Ebron everywhere was cutting him, and then he wanted to win people. Hey, hey, at least Bigfoot showed up for a while. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Out of the woods. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jared Cook. I can't with Jared Cook. All right, so there we go right there. Fantasy football friends, you're getting ready to put a bow on it for the Wednesday. Don't forget, come BF, BFF's next. Red Heat and Rage. Come back 4 p.m. for On Target. And starting tomorrow night, tomorrow and Friday night, I'll be here for Fantasy Freestyle and for Line of Lock. So I'm getting some afternoon work, too. Fantasy football friends, you right here. FNTSY Radio. We out.